The following Knowledge at Warden podcast is brought to you by Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their financial goals. Visit Vanguard.com. Hot today, not tomorrow. Retailers face the terrible teens. Julian Geiger, chairman and CEO of the New York-based retailer Aeropostale, said in an interview with PBS's Nightly Business Report last April that retail firms like his, which cater to teens, are definitely better insulated from economic trends than others. Parents tend to sacrifice for themselves before they sacrifice for their kids, said Geiger. While Aeropostale has had a bullish summer, with second quarter net income rising 43% over the previous year, other teen-focused retailers, including The Gap and Abercrombie & Fitch, have suffered losses. Wharton experts and others suggest that teen retailers are competing intensely for attention in hard economic times, even as these new conditions are giving rise to a new landscape of winners and losers. Historically, people thought teen retailers would weather economic downturns better than retailers who market to broader or older segments, says Erin Armendinger, Managing Director of Wharton's J.H. Baker Retailing Initiative. I think this downturn has proved that wrong. The teen market is not recession-proof. According to data collected in early August by WSL Strategic Retail, a Manhattan-based marketing consulting firm, 56% of teens are buying less in general due to rising gas, fuel and food prices. In addition, almost half need to purchase more things with their own money because their parents are more likely to say no when it comes to buying them something. Pointing out that Americans have even cut back in categories like prescription drugs, WSL senior retail consultant Shilpa Barn-Rosenbury adds, At this time, I don't think any category or demographic can be called recession-proof. The National Retail Federation, a Washington, D.C.-based trade association, forecast in July that back-to-school sales would remain basically flat against last year's figures, with an average family spending $594 compared to last year's $564. The $30 increase is largely accounted for by families spending more this year on electronics, such as personal computers and cell phones, according to data on the Federation's website. Yet this year's spending continues an upward trend in back-to-school spending, according to Federation data compiled by Big Research, a Worthington, Ohio-based research firm. Spending from 2002 to 2005 hovered around $450 per family. The rise over the last few years may be explained by the fact that kids now need more stuff, particularly in the area of technology, according to Stephen Hoke, director of the Baker Retailing Initiative. It's more expensive being a teen these days. The whole enchilada includes a cell phone and digital accoutrements, he says. And just as cell phones and other electronic devices are famous for quietly sipping power and pushing home energy bills up, so they may also be adding to the cost of being a teen. $90 versus $20 jeans. Just because the economy has forced both teens and adults to be frugal, however, doesn't mean that teens no longer care about how they look, as any parent of teens can attest. The recent trajectories of New Albany, Ohio-based Abercrombie and Aeropostale demonstrate the delicate new balance between price and style. Abercrombie, which has ridden high on the teen hog for years, saw declines in second quarter profits and its stock price this year. While same-store sales at flagship Abercrombie shops rose slightly in the second quarter, sales declined at Abercrombie's three secondary brands, Hollister, which targets teens, Rule, which targets 20-somethings, and Abercrombie Kids, which targets the parents of young children. 
Abercrombie was hot, and now not so much, says Robert Pasikoff, founder and president of Brand Keys, a Manhattan-based brand and customer loyalty consultancy. This decline may be explained in large part by prices, says Armandinger of Wharton. Abercrombie has thumbed its nose at price reductions when other retailers are saying, we understand that you need to spend less. That's a risky strategy. Through late August and at the beginning of September, Abercrombie's website offered no back-to-school promotions. Prices for girls' jeans ranged around the $90 mark. Indeed, when Abercrombie CEO Mike Jeffries announced the second quarter figures in a conference call with investors in August, he raised the possibility of price increases rather than price decreases. We do not compete on price or promotion, regardless of macroeconomic conditions, although it may be both easy and tempting to drive short-term sales with pricing and promotional efforts, he said, during the call, according to the Associated Press. Aeropostale, on the other hand, has thrived even during a summer of high gas prices and other bad economic indicators. Formerly known as a runner-up to Abercrombie and as a place for teen style on the cheap, the retailer recently made a big push to distinguish the brand, including a recent makeover of the in-store experience. Aeropostale has gotten better about its product offering and what's playing with teens, says Armandinger. It's not just about being cheap, the clothes have to be something they want to buy. But price can be attractive too. During the back-to-school season, Aeropostale's website highlighted its 50% off sale on jeans, which brought all girls' jeans down to between $20 and $30. Noting that some teens are unaffected by the economy and will continue to shop where they want, Armandinger says that to be popular, teen retailers must offer something unique and desirable. If you're differentiated, you'll win, she says, pointing to the example of Philadelphia-based multiple-brand retailer Urban Outfitters, which reported in early August that its second-quarter earnings were up 79%. Urban Outfitters has very little competition in terms of their store design and products, and guess what? They are doing very well. Where your parents make you shop. In spite of intense competition among specialty retailers, the bulk of back-to-school shopping takes place at discount stores and department stores. According to data from the National Retail Federation, 73% of consumers were expected to shop at discount stores, with 57% also shopping at department stores and only 48% patronising specialty clothing stores. Discounters and department stores then aim to attract teens with style and attract parents with price, says Armandinger. Even if your parents take you to shop at JCPenney or Kohl's, you still want to be cool. Both the Plano, Texas-based JCPenney and Menominee Falls, Wisconsin-based Kohl's launched new online-focused and celebrity-driven initiatives this summer, an aggressive attempt to draw in and satisfy teen customers. JCPenney, for example, has four teen-focused brands, including Fabulosity, an apparel line from model and entertainment personality Kimora Lee Simmons. The brands are promoted through online contests, mobile promotions and TV ads focused around themes and images from John Hughes' well-known 1985 Brat Pack film The Breakfast Club. Coles, meanwhile, offers six lines of clothing tied to celebrities, including singers Lenny Kravitz and Avril Lavigne and actress Hayden Panettiere, all with the tagline, Inspired by the artists, Worn by You!, while a Facebook-based online contest highlights the denim focus of all six lines. According to Wharton's Hoke, celebrity tie-ins are an attempt to offer teen shoppers apparel they can connect with. Teens, even pre-teens, are much more aware of different fashions and labels now because clothing is more individualistic and there is a lot of social signalling going on. 
While celebrity-designed lines were once only found at high-end retailers, they are now ubiquitous, he says, pointing to the Port Washington, New York-based retailer Stephen Barry's, which offered clothing items as cheap as $10, endorsed by stars like Sex and the City's Sarah Jessica Parker and tennis celebrity Venus Williams. Stephen and Barry's filed for bankruptcy in July 2008. You see the same thing with young children, says Hoke. It's hard to sell a toy these days without a character on it. The vanilla version is not enough. There's got to be some signal of who you are and what you like. The Digital Mall. While the National Retail Federation forecast that only about a quarter of back-to-school shoppers would be buying online, that number represents a 3% increase over 2007. Pasikoff says research conducted by Brand Keys this summer predicted a much greater increase in online sales for back-to-school shopping, with 15% more people going online than last year, compared with an increase of only 10% for discount stores and a decrease of 8% for specialty stores. Clearly, foot traffic at stores still brings in the lion's share of sales, but teen retailers also made new forays online this season. As the Wall Street Journal reported in late August, for example, companies including K-Swiss, Sears, JCPenney's and Kohl's are marketing through online social networks for teens. It's a way for retailers to create multiple touchpoints to reach shoppers, says Rosenberry of WSL Strategic Retail. While hanging out at malls and shopping in person is still popular for teens, smart retailers realise having an online presence is not just a nice thing to have. It's a necessity to do business with teens who have grown up online. In one such relationship, Coles is advertising through the social network Stardoll.com, which is organised around its tagline of Fame, Fashion, Friends. Stardoll members design their own paper doll-style avatars called a Me Doll, and can shop for brand-name fashions and furnishings for their avatars using virtual currency. According to the website, Stardoll currently has more than 20 million members. Shopping takes place at Star Plaza, where Coles offers clothes from two of its celebrity-created lines, Candies, currently featuring Panettiere, and Abby Dawn, featuring Levine. The beauty of the Coles brands is their relationships with celebrities, says Matt Palmer, executive vice president and general manager of the Hollywood, California-based Stardoll Entertainment. Both stars have their own me-doll profiles, and members can send them gifts or messages or dress them up in clothes. It's a marriage made in heaven, adds Palmer. The brands get great interactivity, and the users get to play with the clothing of celebrities. The trick, of course, is to show that playing online with virtual paper doll clothes can lead to real-world sales. In August, the magazine Cosmo Girl began a partnership with the website nearbynow.com, which allows Cosmo Girl readers and website visitors to interact with the clothing and accessories they see in the magazine, either by clicking on a button to buy it immediately, or to find out where the item is available in their local area. For those visiting Stardoll, however, the real-world buying process remains in the background. According to Palmer, Stardoll is wary of introducing direct buy options. We see Stardoll as a fashion planning tool, he says. Kids want to check it out first. They can mix and match, show it to their parents, and use it as a shopping guide. According to a case study from Hitwise, a New York-based online analysis firm, Coles was the number one recipient of online traffic from Stardoll in mid-August. In spite of these numbers, however, some remain sceptical of the ultimate impact. It's the trend of the month, says Pasikoff of Brand Keys. Can you show a return on investment? I don't think they can. But in an uncertain economic environment, says Wharton's Hoke, 
It pays for companies to take an experimental approach. It's clear that advertising through traditional media is not going to cut it anymore. Discounters and department stores in particular spend massive amounts on print advertising and inserts. If they could, they would rather spend that money somewhere else. Adds Hoke, they all know teens need to be online, either for ordering or to see what's available. Hopefully, this will bring them into the stores. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.